if you look at the user journey, that might not be enough for you. For some people, when they build a website, they just build a website without any specific goal in mind, nor even a purpose. Welcome to the What is UX podcast, the show where we interview design leaders about their journey and experience so that you may learn from them. I'm your host, Peck Pongpat. Hello, everyone. On this podcast episode, we have Ari Kerzek, CEO and Chief Creative Officer of Sikolofia, a design agency that uh, helps femtech, GTC, and women-led companies craft a brand that delights their customers beyond. Ari has over 10 years of branding and design experience, a certified brand strategist and UX expert. She also serves as a design consultant, mentor, and professional peer to fellow female entrepreneurs through the number one ranked private business incubator in the world, 1871 Chicago, Interaction Design Foundation, NizTech, and ADP List. Welcome to the show, Ari. Hi, Peck. How are you? I'm so glad to be here. Oh, you're very welcome. You know, I'm so happy to to do this. This is an interesting episode. Uh, one, because, you know, we, we have so much in common. Well, we'll get to that. But also, first of all, I want to congratulate you for winning the Goldman Sachs uh, 10K Small Business Women of Color Grant. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is my very first encounter with writing or even like applying for grants right it never even occurred to me to be honest with you to apply for a grant simply because oh I'm bootstrapping I was able to manage to go through a lot of different things on our financial and we're we're okay essentially but when I went through the you know the 10k SB program or 10k small business program from Goldman Sachs it really opened my eyes literally to so many different things beyond you know, the financial side of things for the business, right? And also operations and hiring systems, all things related to business development, to be honest with you. So when I got the grant, I honestly was ecstatic because if you put it into it, right? In terms of like, if you put your work into it and you know exactly your numbers, how you plan to really take the company forward, you know how to share that with others. And when they believe in you, that's all it takes. That's honestly all it takes. And I was surprised that they actually have over 7,000 applicants and they wow. only selected, I think, over a couple, couple hundred people for the grants. So I was lucky. <laughs> yes. Wow. Right. Wow. So what does the program look like? It sounds like it's not just a money grant. It's, you know, it's teaching and coaching you. It sounds, sounds really awesome to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So the grant and the program actually is two, it was two separate things. So the program from 10KSB, uh, from Goldman Sachs, right? Goldman Sachs 10KSB is a free program for entrepreneurs or business owners who are honestly feeling stuck right now in their business. And they're trying to figure out how do I get to the next level? Or what other opportunities can I see or, you know, gain so that I can also grow the company? So if you feel that you're in that spot right now, I honestly recommend check out the website and apply, to be honest. There is no cost attached to it. Okay. And the the grant, that happened, I think it was a collaboration between Tory Burch Foundation, Goldman Sachs, and then the Fearless Found. Fearless Fund Association. So they work together, just gonna give this grant for women leaders um, or women, you know, entrepreneurs as well who are looking to get extra funding for their business. I was ha- I was actually 
surprise um, all about this simply because it had just happened at the same time when I was in the program. And I found out about the program because I was in, sorry, I was, <laughs> I find about the grant because I was in the program. So I think there's definitely a benefit when you are in a specific network, right? Leveraging that network and also leveraging access to information within that network. So yeah, that's basically how I found out about it. And what does the program look like? Like what sort of work and kind of commitment are they looking for? Okay. 10 KSB program is intense. I'm going to tell you that. It's intense. It almost feels like you go back to school, to be honest. Yeah. And um, I was told and I was, you know, warned by a lot of other entrepreneurs that I have in my network that told me, okay, the program is going to be amazing for you, but be warned. This is intense. So make sure you have, you know, a system in place or at least, you know, um, someone that can take over some of the things that you do day to day because you're going to be focusing in the program. And I told them, sure, I can manage, right? I can do multitasking. We can all do that. But boy, was I wrong because, you know, the program was like three and a half months and they have scheduled for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, and I was wow. looking at the schedule. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> can I actually swing this? But, you know, you figure it out. And I think the big lesson that I truly learned from managing, you know, the time that I was working on my business, the projects, the client, and on top of that with the classes from the KSB program is that I needed to really just pass all of my, well, maybe not all, but at least the majority of my responsibility building my design um, studio or agency, right? to my designers or to my team members or to my project managers. So I was trying to really figuring that particular systems and passing those over to them so that I can truly focus in the classes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it feels like going back to school for three and a half months then. Yes. But it's worth it. In my opinion, it truly is worth it. Yeah. Well, that's good endorsement. Well, not not to take away from you know, it, it feels like you're 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 very humble, and and you know the fact that you are going to seek seeking help, seeking knowledge. But I do want to acknowledge that Sikolofia is a, is a very accomplished agency with amazing clients. I'm looking at the like the, the logo wall, like Sephora, L'Oreal, Honest, Glossier. Like you, you have some very very impressive clients. Uh, Thank you. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congratulations. So tell us a bit about your business. Tell tell us a bit about the company. Yeah. Originally, the company started just between me and Peter. So Peter is my husband for, well, the better or for worse, right? I went into the business with my husband. But, you know, at the point where we were just starting the business, it was just two of us. He was the nerd, aka the web developer, and I was the geek and designers, right? Handling all things creative. But over time, it got um, really honestly, beyond what we would want it to be, because we thought that, okay, we can just be a small agency, just a husband and wife agency. But as soon as we start seeing the demand that came in, because we get so involved in the community here in Chicago down area, and everybody start, you know, realizing how we were so passionate about building websites and also building brands together things just started shifting into I think you know something that outside of our control and I felt like I I can't do everything on my own anymore and he realized that and we decided that yeah I think we need to scale we just definitely need to hire more people so you know that 
was 11 years ago. <laughs> and today we definitely still standing very proud of you know our amazing team and we work remotely at Scalafia we primarily help femtech d2c as well as women-led brands a lot of time we tell people like we help them transform their website into gold mines right and they would ask me like okay what does that even mean Ari that could mean a lot of things for people but essentially what we try our best to do is to really leverage their brand foundation, right? To really understand what is it that they have within their brand that we can leverage that they can really communicate their own values, creating connections, and also deliver great experiences on their digital channels. And most of the time, those digital channels ended up to be their web platforms. So it could be, you know, their next uh, big e-commerce website, it could be a double-sided market web application, or it could also be, you know, marketing website that they leverage so much so that they can pull in a lot of leads, make more conversion, make more bookings and things along that way. Thank you. That is a great lead into, you know, your, well, one, I want to call out that you're, you're such a great marketer. There's a lot I can learn from you. If you follow Ari, which we'll link in the show notes on, on, on LinkedIn, on social Ari is just everywhere and very active. And I wonder like, what, I, I was like, how do you get all this done? Because I, you know, I'm just busy, you know, kind of minding the business, taking care of clients, taking care of employees. I don't have time to, you know, I barely have time. Uh, you're, you're super, yeah, you're great at marketing and branding. So that, and then two of the links or articles that you, uh, Nuggets, I want to double click on is you, you posted something about tips on producing more sales through the company website or, and the other article, uh, 2X web conversions without coding. Can you give us some tips yeah. on that? Yeah, of course. Definitely. Okay. I love it when people ask me about this specific topic simply because it often, you know, escape our mind, right? That all things related to website needs to basically related to all things coding or anything on the tech side. My husband, you know, who's also my partner, and he's a, he's a full-on nerd. And he would say <laughs> to you, right, technology doesn't matter sometimes. Sure, at one point it will matter. But what truly matters is the core, right? Who is it that you're trying to target? What are some of the strategy that you have in place or plan to execute? And then on top of that, right, what kind of experience do you truly want to bring for your users? Obviously, at you know today's day and age, experience is such a big thing for us. If you experience something truly bad happening on a website at the very first point you visit a website, right? And you know, you're not ever gonna come back to that website, right? I mean, I know I won't, definitely won't. But when you see a really good, you know, well-represented website and it almost feels like it speaks to you and you feel like so well understood, you're probably just going to give in, right? You give in and just trying to browse a little bit more and trying to find out whether or not it's going to be a good fit for you. And when it is, when that click happened, you feel the connection. And that's exactly what we want from our users, right? So to ask your conversion without learning cone is essentially, you know, leveraging the user journey. It's the tool that we use as UX designers and um, researchers as well as strategists as well to understand how do we truly map these experiences for our users. And I know, Peck, you have you know tons of knowledge around this as well. And I'm curious if you actually leverage this as well in your day-to-day, -day, you know, working with clients. Yeah, it, we always have to put the user in mind with, with our work. 
And the user changes or is different how you think about it. A lot of times, you know, user experience designers think of the user as a user of the software. And that's one set of users. When you're talking to a client and you're pitching or, you know, you're trying to, you know, they're trying to understand your offering, you're, they're trying to understand what your capabilities are and, and maybe what some of the experience. My mindset is right now at that moment, they are the user of impeccable of your agency, right? Like they're, they've kind of landed onto your site and, and they've scheduled the call and you're having that first meeting. They're trying to, you need to speak to them, not to their users and, and the, the app that doesn't even exist yet, right? Like you're right now at that moment that the, the user as a user experience designer is that, that client, that potential client. So how do you walk in their shoes, have empathy for them, speak, you know, their language, not necessarily their customer's language, but their language and speak in a way that matters to them. Like what are, what does success look like for them? What do they want to get? Yeah. That's how I think about it. (laughs) Yep. Exactly that. And I know very well that you, you know, have a deep knowledge in here as well, but even on top of that, right. If you look at the user journey, that might not be enough for you. For some people, when they build a website, they just build a website without any specific goal in mind, nor even a purpose. So oftentimes when, you know, a client come to us and they would just like asking why we're not getting enough conversion or, you know, I'm not sure why people are leaving our sites or even like there's a lot of, you know, cart abandonment. Um, what exactly is wrong? I think a lot of time they don't have the understanding that even though you have the website, it doesn't mean that people are just going to come into your website and buy things from you. It doesn't work that way, right? There, there needs to be a lot of different things around it. And a big part of it is the strategy pieces. So the, you know, a few things that I often share to a lot of different entrepreneurs and also our client is that when they do want to update your website, even if they don't work with us, right? Make sure that your website can really tell a few key information. One of them is like, what is this all about? What is your website all about? When people don't know what your website is all about, you're trying to really, you know, make them think twice whether or not they are on the right place, right? I think a great website really do tell not just, you know, what this is all about, but also a story. They guide you through an experience, right? So when you do have that information already, you know, checked off, that's fantastic. But the next thing would be like, Okay, now you have share like what this website is all about. But why should people care about you versus all the other competitors or you know other product and services out there? So make them to I guess like you know give them some reason in terms of like what is it that you have that other people don't? So maybe you want to incorporate your USP here, right? What is that? Rather than you know putting that in your maybe about page or maybe some other pages buried in your website, put that front and center so people can get a better understanding of who you are. And then once you have that nailed down, you could also incorporate, you know, a little bit more trust and building a trust right away for your users. So be it testimonials or maybe some certification, whatever else, maybe press, right? There's so many different ways for you to build that trust immediately with your users, considering that you have understanding 
I mean, a good understanding of your persona already. So what is it that is important for them? Maybe for them to see you in so many different, you know, press and things like that is big for them. Then display all the press that you have. Or maybe testimonials is such a big decision maker uh, for them right? or the deciding factor for them. So put that up there so that you can immediately build the trust for them and making sure that you are a relevant choice. So those are the top three that I often say, like, it has to be on your website. Otherwise, you're leaving money on the table, essentially, right? Because there's so many other competitors out there and you need to give them a reason why you should be the one that they should choose. Yeah. And just even, you know, hearing your story, what you're involved in, and then like, like simultaneously looking at your website, like there's also like consistency and congruency too, right? Aspect, like I know we, you know, we we talked many, many months ago and you, you had told me that you were going to have focus and niche down into kind of, you know, women-led brands, femtech. And, you know, it, it comes from a genuine place. Like you are a mentor at all these, you know, female-led accelerators and you, you, you advise female-led startups. Like it, it when people look and come to the website, get to know you, like there's, there's consistency, congruency, and then they look at the logos. Like, of, of course it's all, you know, it's like, of course there's some tech companies, but also there's like a healthy mix of like the female led brands and the women led brands. So it's, you, you have that, that I think genuine, like when people come, you know, maybe for, for yours and, and ask the why it's like, well, it's because that's just who she is. That's, you know, you genuinely care about this. This is what you want to, you know, in the world, what you want to accomplish in the world. So I think all, by the way, great job. Cause all those topics, all those things you mentioned are, are well reflected in your website. And I think it's a good lesson to, to make sure that you kind of you know, to you tell your story, be be consistent, have the testimonials, trust. Yeah, good good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. You've been like complimenting me all uh, the way. Too. Yeah, that's that's cool. You know, we as I was thinking about this uh, episode, it's it's very interesting because we are very similar in in many ways, and, yeah. and our, our story is is not all that dissimilar. So we're both. For the audience, you know, we're both Southeast Asians, Asian Pacific coming. We we weren't born in the U.S., right? We came came to the U.S. later. We both started, you know, bootstrapped our own small businesses, you know, design agency, yes. what have you. Somehow ended up in Chicago, oldest, you know, sibling. And somehow also ended up marrying Polish people. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I'd love to hear a bit more of your story, you know, how, how you grew up, you know, in Bali, Indonesia, and then, you know, how you ended up here. That is a long story, Peck, but I'm going <laughs> to cut it short. <laughs> oh, man, you know, I, I was growing up in Bali, Indonesia, and I think the biggest, the biggest thing that I really, truly feel sad about is there, there wasn't enough resources for girls right I think during the time that I was you know growing up and this is back in the 90s I almost feel like I just have to constantly look for resources myself rather than you know hand it out to me so for example I have to like to be the one being diligent to go to you know library getting access to different things tabloids magazine all that different things right but also the culture was very much a little bit I think for me, it wasn't as 
open as it is today. Today, you will see, you know, in Asia, there's a lot more empowerment for girls and even like women entrepreneurship. Back then, you know, 11 years ago, there was none. And that was the year that I felt like I want to, you know, just go freelance, doing my own thing, don't need to work for, you know, company because I was only paid $250 per month at a time. And my, you know, my husband back then, he was my fiance. He was just like worried that I'm not going to be able to well, basically, you know, make ends meet, right? But I didn't realize it's even a problem. I was just happy getting paid whatever because I was doing something that I truly love. So I didn't realize there was, you know, bigger opportunity for me to go on for, as a freelancing, sorry, uh, as a freelance designers. And when I realized that there are these, you know, opportunities out there, I feel like I need to get out. I, I mean, I can't stay here anymore because I just can't find the resources I needed to grow. So I packed my bag, told my parents, I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm going to live there. I was like, obviously, <laughs> that's a whole different drama. But you know, they obviously supported me at the end. And I chose to leave Bali and come to the U.S. just to honestly find that resources I need. And when I finally got here in 2011, I simply just wanted to meet more people, right? But then my husband said, hey, why don't we make a business together? right after we get married. So I stuck with him, right? Again, for the better or for worse with the company. And also just like, you know, building our life here. But I have to say, you know, Chicago has been so warm to me. And I think the, you know, tech entrepreneurs ecosystem here are honestly so warm and welcoming. So I feel I'm so very much fortunate to be where I am right now. And I can't tank, you know, a lot of the women who come before me, those who mentor me, or even like all the other people, you know, entrepreneurs, men or women that honestly just give me their honest advice and just told me to keep going, even though sometimes it's going to be hard. I know we all experience that. It's not going to always be, you know, the rainbows and sunshine, but keep pushing through and just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's certainly the last couple of years with COVID and everything, you know, we businesses have been challenged and, you know, sometimes it is it feels very, very hard. Ironically, it feels like, you know, you 10, 11 years ago escaped Bali, but I feel like a lot of digital nomads, if you ask <laughs> people today, it's like, oh, a lot of people are going to Bali, you know, yes. and there's yes. like, you can Google like YouTube, you know, there's a lot of backpackers and, and digital nomads and, and digital entrepreneurs who are, you know, either living in Thailand or, or Bali. So, so that's interesting now. I know. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Any plans to maybe, you know, retire back there? Or I know you're going back for to visit soon. What What are your thoughts in terms of kind of like, you know, kind of the future? Yeah, I would love it if I retire <laughs> soon and then just like stay in Bali, right? But to be honest with you, I, I truly love what I do, right? I think yeah. there's always challenges, you know, throughout the day, the year or the month that we are building companies. But it's also very much rewarding. And I know you probably, you feel it too. And I think this is why you're still doing it today. But I'm hoping to maybe like in the next 10 or 20 years, we were able to be, you know, we would be able to either sell the company or, you know, retire completely. Right. So we'll see when that day yeah. will come. But obviously there's a lot more work to be done in order for us to really prep that. So that is something on the horizon. Perhaps we just like pack our bags now just like move to Bali right <laughs> we'll see we'll see yeah yeah uh how big is the company now 
We're at 17 people. So um, that's including me and my husband. Congratulations. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Who, who are, you know, what, who's your typical ideal customer? It's a great question. Okay. So, you know, my ideal customer, it mostly happening around, you know, technology services, right? So I think that's pretty much why we're still in the tech space, but technology industry just gotten so big and so saturated in a sense. And when I start learning about the femtech space or female health and wellness technology, it piqued my interest for a while, like maybe three or so years ago when it came out, when it came out the first time. But I didn't realize it's something that truly speak to me, not until recently, right? Not until we finally, you know, get the impact of COVID and how mental health is so important for, you know, all of us. And people start really thinking about what is health and wellness look like. And for women specifically, I found a lot of different resources and information in terms of how there's a lack of education as well as lack of, you know, research for women's bodies specifically. And it makes me just honestly, you know, realize that there needs to be more things to be done in here, not just in terms of, you know, clinical trials, but also product and services or general solutions for women. Now, I personally experiencing some health issues here and there. And I feel like I feel like it speaks to me finally, right? I finally feel like there is a you know, niche market that I feel super excited about. And uh, the type of client that we you know, tend to work with are serial women entrepreneurs who have done this multiple times and they honestly just want to create impact for other people. And that could look so, you know, differently from one person to another. And I think this is why I feel like we just feel so strong about supporting, you know, female-led brands or organization because I feel that we get them, right? And also vice versa. It just feels that we are we are coming into an agreement in so many different levels, which I think is weird. Now, I'm not saying that I never work with men. I mean, I work with men too. I'm not saying that I'm not being, sorry, I'm not saying I'm being exclusive to women. But for me, when I work with women-led brands, there's different magic that happened between us. So there's that. And then specifically in, you know, direct to consumer space or even femtech space, I almost feel like I'm helping them, you know, creating an impact towards the future of women in, in the next 10 years or in the next 15 years, right? What are those solutions that we don't have today will be created soon just for these women in the future. So for me, those are the type of clients that we work with. And sometimes they, you know, sometimes these women come from bigger um, companies like either Sephora or Glossier or other places. But there's this big thread among them that these are for also supporting other women in the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Uh, yeah. For someone like me, it, it would be harder well one not being a woman to to connect on certain things right yeah. like I, I may have as much as try to have as much empathy but I'm not you know if, if I'm not there you know kind of living it it's it's hard it's it just takes an extra step whereas you know you're you're steeped well one you know kind of being a woman of color coming from overseas you know there's there's a lot you can people can 
see that you know you you add and and connect and like you said there's just like a magic that happens in the same way that you know whatever your niche is like for us our niche uh, impeccable it's a b2b saas right we mm-hmm. we just if somebody comes to us with that sort of problem we've just like seen it so many times so yeah. b2b saas dashboards i was like we can do it in our sleeps type of uh, stuff <laughs> right like we, we just know this space so well so it, it yeah it is you know I think the the lesson that people say, you know, I think Chris Doe, right? Like, and it was like, and and the saying is like the the niches are in, the riches are in the niches or whatever, right? Like, so niching down and being very specific so that you can attract, you know, one and you can become good at it as well, right? I agree. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And what's the best way to get in touch with you? I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, right? And you already pretty noticed. active. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed. Yes, I noticed. Super active. Yes. And you can always find me on LinkedIn or you can also go to the website, cklph.com. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for being on the show. This was long, long overdue. I, I really appreciate you know you coming on and sharing your story. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us on this episode of What is UX? If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you leave us a review, I'll make sure to shout it out on the show. If you have any questions, send them to questions at whatisux.co and our guest and I will try to answer them on the show. And you can always find us on whatisux.co. See you on the next one.